you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I'm here with my friend, Bobby Schisler. Hey, hey, hey. On this episode, we are going to cover Seattle Day 2 as Abby. Uh, We are going to go back and check on Yara and Lev, and we're actually going to need to find some medical supplies for Yara. So we're going to actually go across the sky bridge to get to the hospital, make it through the hospital, uh, find the supplies, but also find a, uh, a little something extra there and uh, head back to the aquarium. But before we do that, let's recap. Last time we walked through a flashback where Abby and Owen found the aquarium and basically their relationship started to fall apart. Uh, we were captured by scars, but escaped with the help of two scar kids, uh, Yara and Lev. And we actually made it to the aquarium, found Owen, and explained to him, and actually, sorry, he explained what happened between him and Danny, which, uh, you know, basically Owen decided in the instant to quit the WLF and Danny wasn't having it. They struggled over a weapon. Danny got shot. And then there was an awkward sex scene. Bow wow. Yep. And now, uh, you know, Abby, she had like a dream. Where, uh, you know, she saw Yara and, and Lev hanging and she woke up and was like, okay, I got to go save these kids. So that's where we are now. Uh, we're heading back toward that trailer where Yara, where we left Yara and Lev last time. And on the way there, Abby hears some scar whistles. It's during the day now. So, but, so we're just heading back there. She hears some scar whistles. So the scars are actively looking for Yara and Lev. And uh, yeah, I think this is the, the first... Um, this is the first place where I actually had an opportunity to really use the crossbow. I guess you can use it on the ship when you find it, but I, I used it way more here. And, uh, you know, you can see how much more sturdy the arrows were versus the arrows uh, in, in Ellie's bow. Yep. There's actually a tool tip for it that came up and told and told me, but the crossbow always for me is the first thing I use to pick off a few before I go Rambo. Uh, yeah. And as long as you hit a target, you will be able to recover the bow. If you miss and you hit like a wall or something like that, the bow might break. But if you hit a target, you'll be able to, you'll be able to get the bow back versus the, uh, the arrow back, sorry, versus, you know, Ellie's bow where you had to hit a headshot to get the, the arrow back. So, which I don't think uh, I ever you, did. So I just thought you couldn't get those back. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you do hear some of the scars talking about, Lev and Yara, they don't really say who, but you can hear them say that the child is an abomination. So I would imagine Lev at this point, and they said that their mother is abstaining from food and water as penance. So they don't really explain to you at this point why they're running or what's going on. But I don't know. I thought maybe, possibly, Lev or Yara might actually be immune. Like maybe somebody saw them get bit and they didn't change, right? Because they yeah. call him an abomination. So I thought maybe that might be happening, you know, because we well, still don't know why they're being chased. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that they do it a lot that first day, but the one girl keeps calling Lev a a, a boy. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's a girl. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, it looks like, like I thought it was a girl. I thought it was two girls when I first met him and i still thought it was a girl and then i keep saying he and i'm like that's a girl right i i thought he was a boy i I just like a shaved head and the thing a a little boy a little boy and a little girl are gonna sound similar like that yeah (laughs) somewhat but i mean just the features in the face i mean it looked like a girl with a shaved head it looked like shanae o'connor you know like i didn't look at the face that that much i just uh, i just assumed it was a boy See. Especially maybe maybe because they said he or my brother, like she Yara calls him uh, her brother. Yeah, and so Mel and I had this conversation, and she's like, she watched some of it too, and she's like, I don't know, I couldn't tell, but she goes, also though, 
you remember everyone's face. Like you are extremely good at remembering remembering faces. Like I could tell you, we see someone in a movie. I'm like, oh yeah, they were in some. They were in this five years ago. It's just I pay a lot more attention to facial features than I think the majority of people do. So maybe that was why it just confused me. But I was so confused at that part. I I understand it later, but confused at that right. Part. Yeah, a little later on they'll confirm, but for now, like I, I that's what my head was at. I was like, okay, well, there's something going on with one of the two. But either way, so you you know, you fight your way through uh that area, which is like the shipping container area you pass through the night before, and uh you get close to a trailer and you see a bunch of like dead bodies heading up toward the trailer. And uh when you get in there, Basically, Lev almost shoots your head off. So they got a gun. Well, he got a gun. I just say he almost like shoots your head off when you get close. And you get in there. You let him know that it's you. And you can see that Yara is not doing well. Like her arm is like red. So yeah. Abby picks her up. Or, yeah, Abby picks her up and brings her to the aquarium. Scars? I need whatever medical supplies you have. Put the phone down. It's okay. Alex, shut up. Put the phone down. Alex. Lev, lower the bow. It's okay. Abby, who are these kids? They saved my life. Can you take a look at her? This is Yara. What did this? A hammer. It wasn't me. Let's lay her down. So yeah, Abby gets there. She's yelling for only aquarium, and he's a bit surprised to see her with the Scar Kids. But then Alice comes around, which is the dog, if you don't remember. But Alice comes around and tries to attack them because that's what Alice is trained to do. Alice is trained to attack scar so there's like a little standoff between like alice and owen and lev because lev was just ready to shoot the dog with the bow like right there and uh then mel pops out because she hears alice barking and she gets alice to calm down and now and abby explains to mel that you know actually mel and owen that these kids saved her life and she asked mel to look at yara i was just gonna say i don't know if all the scars are scared of dogs but it seems like it's like a scar thing and I, I was trying. I kept trying to always remember. Do the scars have dogs when we run into them? I don't think they do. Uh, I don't remember seeing any dogs. I don't know if all scars are afraid of dogs, but I mean the WLF use dogs to you know attack scars. So I would imagine that that's Lev's experience whenever he sees a dog is that you know he's in danger, basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mel goes and she examines Yara. Can you feel this? Yara. No. I was going to clean it and try resetting. The bone's shattered. She has compartment syndrome. What does that mean? It means it has to come off. She's a soldier. You, you can't take her arm. We leave it, it'll turn gangrenous. <laughs> Just make it stop hurting. Please. What do you need? Ideally, a saw, sutures, clamps, antibiotics, but we're far from ideal right now. We have knives, fire. Cut and cauterize it. She would die from infection. Make me a list. I'll go to the hospital, I'll get It'll whatever you need. It'll take you all day to get there. I don't mind. It's not about you, Abby. She doesn't have a couple of days. What if I can get you there in two hours? The Wolf Hospital, right? On the west side? How? We built bridges. High up, it's how we get around the flooding and... You people. Can't you handle two hours? Probably, yeah. So make a list. Wait, are you serious? These bridges are used by scars. 
They only send in small groups at a time. You heard that? Small groups. This isn't a joke. Love? May she guide you. May she protect you. Abby. Abby. So when she examines Yara, she sees that the bone is shattered, says she has compartment syndrome, and that the arm has to come off. But she doesn't really have the supplies there to, you know, do the surgery. She needs supplies from the hospital. But the problem is, you know, because Abby says she'll go to the hospital and get the supplies. But the problem is it's going to take too long to get there. Apparently, so, so Mel says, not Mel, yeah, I think Mel says that it will take her days to get there and back and that Yara doesn't have that type of time. And then Lev says that he can get her there in two hours. You know, so we go from days to two hours, and he <laughs> reveals that there are bridges, there are sky bridges in Seattle that the scars use to get around. So, yeah, like uh, Abby agrees to, you know, use one of these sky bridges to get to the hospital and get back uh, very quickly. Which actually, I do like a little later. I have I have something to say about that, but <laughs> you know, I will. Uh, you yeah. know, we'll come to that a bit later. I was trying but, to figure out what they were talking about. I was like, sky bridges. Is it like, you know, the little bridges between buildings? Like sky bridges. I it made total sense once I actually saw what they were, but I was real confused right. at that point. So Owen's actually not too happy about this and he wants to talk to Abby. Hey. What? Will you Did you steal my keys? Sorry. Can I talk to you? Talk. Why are you doing this? Look, she just showed up. Okay. I don't think she knows about last night. I don't care about last night. Well, I do. Which one? So, yeah, Abby, Owen is like, you know, kind of asking Abby what she's doing. And, uh, you know, Owen's actually like, you know, because, you know, they just had that awkward sex scene from the night before Mm -hmm. him and Abby. And he's like, yeah, Mel doesn't know anything about the other night. And Abby says she does not care about last night. And Owen's like, well, I do. And then she's just like, <laughs> she's like, I need to go. And he helps her get out. <laughs> it was so awkward. They actually did the awkwardness pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm liking Owen less and less and less because it's like, dude, like you, you, you and Abby broke up. You got with Mel. You got Mel pregnant. You were going to leave Mel behind, and now you're basically, you cheated on Mel with Abby, and now you're still trying to, you know, pursue this relationship with Abby when you got a baby on the way with Mel. Yeah, dude. You he's, know? He's, he's, kind of, he's kind of gross for me, for sure. I'm just he's like. selfish. Yeah, selfish, and I mean, just, ugh. Just he's selfish, because even. Also, even if the relationship between him and Mel does not make it, right? He still has a responsibility to the baby, right? Definitely. But definitely. at the at the at the very least, he owes Mel the truth. Like, yo, like I mean like me and you aren't gonna work out. Like I have more feelings for Abby, right? Like my feelings are with Abby, so me and you aren't really gonna work out. Yep. But he's not doing that because if Abby says no, or if Abby doesn't, you know, go along with it. He's probably just going to go right back to Mel. Yep. He's you know? just the whole classic, just keeping one on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this is the, he's selfish. And this is why I don't like, you know, at first when he got killed by Ellie, I was like, eh, he was the guy who kept Ellie from getting killed. You know, Ellie and time getting killed. I was like, you know, and you know, even when he sprung into action, like he was going to protect Mel. But now I'm just kind of like, this yeah. guy's kind of a dirt bag. Well, and it's, <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, slight spoiler, but I did end up liking one or two of the people that are in the room uh, with Joel when he dies. And 
it was not it was the not the people I thought I was gonna end up liking. Like I thought right. you know, I might end up liking Owen, you know, like but no, Owen is a dirtbag. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too too pleased with Owen, but uh yeah. So now uh it's Abby and Lev on their way to the Scarbase. Uh, Scarbase, sorry, on the way to the hospital. And at this point, I'm like, okay. Abby is officially Joel. Abby has Joel's kit. Abby is stronger. And now they have a younger sidekick. Mm -hmm. And later on, you find out that uh, Lev is actually about 13. I'm like, oh, what a fucking coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is quite coincidental. But the stuff with Lev, I was really enjoying. Well, I think it's because we're... This is actually kind of reminiscent of the first game because we don't know much about Abby. We don't know much about Lev and we're discovering more about their characters as we play through the game. When it comes to Ellie, like when her part, we weren't discovering anything about her. We were watching her journey essentially and her, you know, her kind of descent into darkness a Mm -hmm. bit and seeing how she kind of come back from that you know there's no real discovery there and it changes how you feel about the story and feel about the game you know um so yeah that that's kind of the thing like i mean it reminds me of the walking dead telltale game where in the first game it's a lot about discovering the characters discovering the character you're playing as uh you know discovering who clementine is and then in the second game where you're playing as Clementine, it's like you already know who she is. You already expect her to do certain things. And now you're kind of just watching her journey. You know, it, it feels a, a little bit different. But this part feels more like a, the first type of game, essentially. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. That, that makes a lot of sense. So you're actually heading downtown with Lev because to get to the Sky Bridge, you got to get into the buildings that are tall in the sky. And those buildings are downtown. And... um you come across a couple jumping puzzles to get across rapids, but at some point you try you start you know going up buildings to get over the rapids because uh, you know getting into the rapids not so great. Uh, but it gives a lot of time for Abby and Lev to talk as they travel. Turns out that you know Lev and Yara have been you know they've essentially been on the run for two days, which I mean essentially that's like you know basically the same amount of time that. Uh, Ellie has been in the city, <laughs> you know, so this is all kind of happening at the same time. They didn't really have a place to go. They were just trying to run away. And um, Lev says, and he said this before, Abby on day one asked him why the scars are trying to kill them. And he said, because I shaved my head and she was looking for some additional clarification. And Lev says, he kind of says the same thing, like, you know, that they are trying to kill them because he shaved his head and they don't, she doesn't really, he doesn't really get into it. Um, but but I completely understood what was going on at this point. I was right. right. She is a girl, you know, and she she right. identifies as a man, and so therefore she shaved her head. And the religious fanatics do not like that. Well, yeah, I started getting it at this point, but there's still more to it. Like we find out more about why exactly because it's, it's a it, and it, there's an event that triggered why he shaved his head. There's a there's a very specific event that caused that to happen. Uh, which I don't think we really find out until day three. But yeah, so, you know, Lev, that's what Lev says that, he, you know, he shaved his head and that's why I'm trying to kill him. Um, you do come across, you know, this game has a ton of like side stories that you find through notes. So you do come across one of those side stories in a note, but the note is actually a solution to one of the safe puzzles. So like from a gameplay perspective, that's what's there. But you do find a note where basically the, uh, these two neighbors are passing notes back and forth. And, uh, you know, I guess, um, at some point during, you know, during, like, I guess during the, the early infection period, a bus came by and was picking up everybody, but one set, these two sets of neighbors did not leave. So they kind of started helping each other, like giving each other supplies and gifts and stuff like that to help each other out. And one of the sets of neighbors, I guess they were cooking on the roof and the scars found them and just shot them and killed them. So, uh, yeah, his partner decided to leave. And told the other neighbor, like, hey, you should probably get your stuff and get out of here. But the other neighbor had, like, I guess a mother that couldn't really leave. And they decided to stay. And they said, the scars come. We're just going to, you know, put our hands up. And that's going to be that. But 
I don't I don't remember seeing any corpses or anything when I went into their apartment. Did you? Because you have to go. I think you actually can you even you go into their apartment? No, you only go into the one apartment and yeah. then the apartment you have to get the number from to get the safe code. Uh, the door is like blocked. So you don't even get to see if they made it or not or if they left or right. not. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, the, 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 the it kind of shows like a it's given mixed messages about the scars, right? Because we've seen, seen in some cases where the scars will recruit. Right, they will find some people and try to recruit them, or you can run into the scars and tell them that you're going to deflect, and they'll take you in. But these scars didn't even do that much. It's not like this guy was a soldier on his roof or something like that, like you know, looking for people to kill. He was like barbecuing or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he was just making some <laughs> hot dogs, you know, like it just boom. And then like the scars just fucking killed him. You know, so it's like, well, what is it? Like, why did you kill him? Did you not like the fact that he was using a grill? <laughs> you know oh yeah <laughs> old world stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah that's why i thought that was interesting because i'm like you can't i really can't get a read on the scars you know so yeah it's it's uh interesting so you do come across an interesting area while you're trying to i guess scale the buildings and you know make your way across the rapids and there's just this one part and i know me and mikey uh from um 201x we talked about this like this this part kind of frustrated him there's one building where you you get on the i guess the the fire escape on the outside all of the windows have glass in them but there's infected inside so you have to break the glass in order to get inside of this room and i want to like bob what did you do did you just blast your way in and kill everybody Oh yeah, Do you know dude. what area I'm talking about? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, like I literally was Rambo. I kind of wish I had recorded my footage or streamed it, but I don't have a capture card. But yeah, I was just like, "Come on, let's do this." <laughs> yeah. See, I what I ended up doing was because at first I broke the glass, and they all came outside, and now I have like six infected on the fire escape you know, trying to kill me. What I did the second time is instead of just breaking the glass with a brick, one of the infected comes in and has his back toward one of the glass panes. I shot through the glass with a bow and killed him. And all the other infected ran over to where his body was. And I just kind of hid between the two glass panes so that they didn't see me and they calmed down. After that, since the since the window was open now, I was just able to snipe a bunch of infected, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I I thinned it out a bit, and then I went and included everybody else. Well, I'm remembering this now. There was a place where the glass was already broken around the corner on the side, way up high, and I th- and I threw a pipe bomb in there, and it blew up, and it actually blew out the windows near it, and then blew up one of them and then a bunch of them came and then I was able to just kind of like shoot and fish in a barrel. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Like I, I cleared some out and then once I got in, I noticed that they were actually not bloaters, but a shamblers. There was like one, maybe two shamblers. I think just one shambler, but you can just get it. You like you, once the, you clear the others out, you can sneak around him. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I wonder how many extra mobs we had based on our difficulty. Like, I wonder if they put extra mobs in or they just make the mobs harder. I've, I've I been think curious they just make about them harder. that. I think so. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, after that, it's not far from there. You make it to the building that has the bridge on top, and now it's about getting to the top of that building. And I think at this point, you can see that Lev is just way more agile than you because he's, like, jumping across these rifts mm. that you just you won't even bother getting across. <laughs> but you, uh, on your way through that building, you do find a document talking about the truce. And basically, the truce is supposed to be that the WLF won't come to the Scar Island and also won't engage any Seraphites passing through the outer territory. So there was basically, like, a limit, and they wouldn't basically engage as long as you didn't come over that line. But, um... Yeah, you, after that, you do find, like, this wooden ladder that is basically the entrance to the Sky Bridge. And Abby wonders, like, why they never found them before. And Lev says that wolves never look up. And no matter how many guns or people they have, they'll always find a way around them. And at that point, Abby suggests that Lev stops referring to them as we. 
because they're trying to kill him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. So, but, um, once you get to the top of that ladder, Lev, you know, you hear somebody shout, it's the apostate and Lev gets shot, like, like grazed in the arm, basically. And somebody else shouted, it's Lily. So they confirm that, you know, Lev is essentially trans, like, you know, that to them, like they knew him as Lily, you know? Yep. So at some point she, you know, he transitioned from Lily to Lev. And, yep. uh, and I, and know, I, and I don't think it's an actual, like, I don't think it's an actual surgical thing or anything. I just think he identifies as a man, as a boy. You know, like, right. I, don't, I don't think any changes were happening. Well, and that's why it looked like it was a girl to me, you know. But, like, just like in real life, if somebody tells me they prefer to be known as he, I'm going to call him he because I'm just respectful of other people's feelings, you know. So I'm going right, to do yeah, what they man. want me to do. I don't considering care. That, considering that they don't want to deal with old world technology, I highly doubt there's anything surgical going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after you kill the scars... You know, Lev asks if, you know, Abby heard what they called him. And she says yes. And Lev asks if she wants to talk about it. And Abby asks if she wants her to ask her about it. Ask him about it. And <laughs> Lev says no. So they just kind of leave it, you know, at that at that point. And I'm pretty sure later on it's Yara that explains exactly what happened well, and, to, to trigger that. And I thought this was taste was taste tasteful in the way that they portrayed it rather than Shoving it down your throat, you know, and, you know, you know, woke explaining it to you. Like, you know, they're just like, they just talk about it. Like, it's, you know, just like how the first game handled uh, what's his name being gay. You know, it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is just the way it is. Like, it's not a big deal. We don't really have to talk about it. It's a big deal to the scars, but not us, you know? Right. Like, I don't, they weren't trying to uh, make a point, you know? It was like, this is just the way it is. You know, the scars do not believe in this, uh, but this is, you know, this is who he is, you know, yep. uh, that that's, and that's, that's kind of the deal. So like I said, they do explain it. Uh, they explain it more a bit later, just not right now. Gotta be honest, not really the time either yeah. <laughs> because yeah, there's a, uh, it's dangerous. And right I now. mean, you guys are in danger. They don't know each other very well yet. You know what I mean? Like, this right. isn't something you would just be freely talking to everyone about in a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, just the timing makes sense. You know, it doesn't feel out of place, right? Yep. Um, so, eventually, you, you're still traveling through the building, and you actually come across some artwork of the prophet. And Abby says it's actually pretty cool. It did look pretty cool. I, I thought it was, that was pretty dope. It did. Um, and, you know, Abby, start, Abby and Lev start talking. Uh, and, you know, Abby asked if the prophet knew what she was starting. And, you know, Lev's like, well, she saved a bunch of people in a way nobody can explain. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, she was, a, she was like a super doomsday prepper. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, according to her, she had a vision. That this was gonna happen, but okay, like that. I guess that's fine if you want to believe that. But then Abby just fired back. She's like, she blew up some trucks and killed some soldiers. So it shows the different perspectives that they have on you know how the prophet really handled things. And you know, Lev asked Abby if she's read any of the prophet's teachings, and Abby said she's read some, and Lev said that she would benefit from it. So uh, I think that's a conversation that they're gonna kind of continue as they go back and forth with each other mm. uh, but you do get higher on the structure uh, and now i think you're uh back outside at this point and you hear some seraphites talking and apparently one of them lost their son or their child actually i don't think they said it was their son or not but they lost their i think i think they did say son sorry so they lost their child and you kind of learn a little bit about the Seraphite structure that they have elders and they're kind of at the top of the food chain. They give all the direction and stuff like that because when his son died, the elders essentially offered him a new son or offered him a new child. That's what, I don't know where the child came from. Yeah. <laughs> he offered him a, a new child. Maybe the child's parents died. You know, maybe they were fight, died fighting WLF or something like that and he was basically an orphan or they were an orphan. We don't know if it's a boy or girl, but just yep. seems like bringing a pregnancy to term in this 
lifestyle would be extremely hard, but we kind of get a little insight on their village later on too, though. So, right. And I think introducing the concept of the elders is important as they explain things a little bit later. So the one thing that like, you know, you're in this, you're almost at the top of this building, right? You're kind of back outside and I'm sorry, like Abby's levels are just better than Ellie's. Like they are, they are like, the they level, really are. The level design for the, for Abby's levels are, are definitely better than Ellie. It becomes, you know what it is because you're like, you know, past the middle midpoint of the game and they don't want you to really feel like you're starting from the beginning again. Her levels are just more complex. You know, this fight that you have in this area is just way more vertical than anything you ever did with Ellie. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's because like, not only do you have to deal with people on your level, you have to see, you have to deal with people who might be above you, people who might be below you. And I mean, if you're just going around shooting, it's one thing, but especially if you're trying to stealth, it is much harder. Yeah. And I stealth the start of this, like I stealth the start of everything. And then basically sometimes I'll like light it up. I'll put my, uh, well, no. Like that was what I did with Ellie. I guess like I'll start by like Molotoving like two people at once, you know, and then I throw it from stealth so they don't know where I'm at, and then I'll like bow and arrow one, and then, but like this would have been extremely hard to to stealth because even doing my Rambo stuff, like people got at me and they were behind me somehow, and I don't even know how they got to me. Like I was just like whoa, where'd you come from? You know, and I'm just like, now all of a sudden I'm meleeing and then I'm pulling the shotgun out for the guy that's coming around the corner. And then, but, but it was action. I mean, it was a good time. Yeah. I couldn't stealth the entire thing. I was able, I think I got caught like once or twice, but I was able to get back into stealth because you can go up or you can go down, you know, you can get away from them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the other thing was cool. I did find it funny. Like after this, you can kind of see it. Lev is kind of loosening up around Abby because Abby's like, fuck these scars. And then she says, Seraphites, whatever. And then Lev's like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it turns out that was the first time Lev had ever cursed before, which is funny. So uh, they start heading up an elevator, which is at very high altitude. And you can tell because Abby, one, she's afraid of heights because we mentioned that before. But she's getting like really cold and Lev tries to help. He's like, you know, Lev is okay. He says, you know, try to focus on the good parts of fear. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, because you can run faster. You're more focused. You know, uh, you don't feel as much pain. And then he has a quote from the prophet says, only when weak may I carry my true strength. And then, you know, she's like, that's in the prophet. He's like, yeah. So he's trying to. Yeah, you know, that's cool. So Abby, you know, as they're kind of passing through stuff, she's, you know, they use it, they just use an elevator and the elevator has electricity. And they've, you know, they clearly use guns and things like that. So they don't shun all old world stuff. So Abby asked about like why is that the case? And Lev says, Well, there are some exce- exceptions, especially for soldiers. And Abby's like, Yeah, that's convenient, which, you know, it is kind of hypocritical. Totally convenient, but, you know. Yeah, and whatever. Uh so they do get to the bridge and Abby is not happy because it is it looks very unstable. I'm pretty sure it's a collapsed, uh, like, um, crane crane. Yeah. Yep, it's like a collapsed exactly. Crane. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a collapsed crane. It's been reinforced by wood. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> well, and for people that don't know what a crane is, like think about a big, a big city. If there's ever any, work going on i mean they're almost always up in big cities that are growing it's that huge crane that goes up and then it has a huge arm that goes across and i mean they're just they're just massive and they're to bring supplies up to skies skyscrapers to continue building upward it's a it's a building that builds itself almost because have you ever watched like a a crane build itself before because no, you know, I've never super, like yeah I've never seen yeah. it actually built up you can actually you can like watch YouTube videos and you know they they basically build the base of the crane and they put the mechanical parts quite close to the base and then once you get to a part where it's not logical or it's, it'll be too difficult for you to move like supplies up because cranes are made out of fucking metal <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the crane starts building itself up like the the crew has to build the crane up as they go like further up interesting so it's actually it's actually pretty cool so 
Well, yeah, it's a collapsed crane, and it actually collapsed over into another building. So that's the first uh, thing you kind of have to go across. Sky Bridge. Abbey, compl- sky Bridge explained. Yeah, that's that's the Sky Bridge. So uh, you get over to the other building, which the crane is collapsed into, and Wait, Abby's like, on. "Can we take?" Hold on, we got to talk about getting there. Like, are you? Uh, a- well, like you go like. You go across the crane, right? Are you scared of heights in real life? I, me? Am I afraid of heights? No. Yeah, dude, I am terrified of heights. I mean, we're talking vertigo for days. It was a tough part for me to get across there, and I kept well, doing it wrong. I think you were. You, there's two parts to the crane. I was going to get to that. Oh, uh, okay. okay cool, cool. cool. Yeah, the crane, I was about to say something about that. There's two parts of the crane. There's the first part where you have more base of the crane, right? And when Abby gets off of the crane, she's like, can we take a minute to celebrate like me, how awesome that was that I went across it? (laughs) And Lev is like, "Uh, not yet, because we're not done. And then you get to another part where it's a much narrower part of the crane. Does it Lev say something like... Does it Lev say something like you're gonna hate this next part or something like that to that? I can't tone? remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. But either way, like you know, yeah, like uh, you get to this part, and at least the last part, you can kind of go inside the crane. And like I said it was reinforced with wood, and you can walk on the wood panels. This you have to get on top of it, and it's just like a it's like a small plank that you have to that you have to walk across. Now. I'm sorry, but in real life, I don't think this is even possible because they're at an altitude where the wind would just push them off. Yeah, the wind would be crazy. And they were they were portraying wind pretty good, like making you feel like gusts were coming through. Yeah, but I think well, in real life, hold on, like... Though. Hold on, though. There's been tightrope walkers that have walked from when the two towers were still there. They walked from one tower to the other. So, I mean... It's possible, just not for most people, I think. Maybe, but even that, like, when a tight rope walker is going to, aren't they going to have, like, that pole and stuff like that to help they them do. keep their balance? And they have, like, tools to a, a degree, but, yeah, no, like, I think an average person who's not a professional <laughs> is not just going to be able to walk across this thing. Especially you know? someone with as much mass as Abby's got, because balance starts to go like starts to de- degrade the more muscular you get, especially if you become top heavy. Right. And she is definitely top heavy. She's got those two, those two guns weighing her down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, you know, you, you go across this. I mean, if you, you they, like, if you fall off of it, like she just like <laughs> has this really terrible scream and oh, dude, yeah. it goes black. It's not as bad but, as the diva scream in Overwatch when she falls off the edge. Like that one, that one gives me nightmares. But it's definitely, you know, blood curdling. Is that what I'm looking for? I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, so, I fell so many times, Ja. So many times. I fell once. I de- See, I definitely fell once. Yeah. I kept thinking I was supposed to use my camera stick to, to like to like balance myself out and I kept falling and it was making me so mad. And then when I finally realized, Oh, it's the walking stick. Okay. Then I got through it the first, the first time, but I was just like, why did you put me through that? Cause I hate, I hate heights and I had to fall so many times. Yeah. No, it's gotta be, it's the, the walking stick. So, uh, you do get to, uh, kind of get to the other side. Basically you reach a part where you have to, you know, kind of lean over and grab or, Walk across a really skinny part of the uh, of the uh, crane, and Abby slips. But the, of course, she slipped. There's a ton of bird shit there. Like I'm surprised Lev didn't slip. I mean, <laughs> you know, what was it? That's fresh? the first thing. I, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, yeah, there's a ton of bird shit there. Like you got to slip, and then she slips there. So you actually slip off, and Lev is trying to help you. And since you know Lev uh, was grabbing onto you, uh, he fell as well. And you fall through a skylight, but into a pool, thankfully. Uh, so you you fall into a pool, and when you get up, you realize, you know, well, one, you're just happy to be alive. <laughs> you know, so uh, <laughs> they aren't dead. But you are, well, the first thing I noticed was that they are in a hotel. I'm like, well, 
We're about to have a bad time yep. because hotels are bad times <laughs> in The Last of Us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're in a hotel. Abby asks where to go, but Lev does not know where to go because they've never been in this part of the building. So, start heading down the stairs, and you do find a Fedra, uh, the body of a Fedra soldier, and there's a note. Uh, and I'm like, why are all these? Like, if I was about to die, I don't think I'd write a note. He's always writing notes right before they die. Although, maybe. So, I mean, you want to leave like your mark. Say your final thoughts. You know, it's kind of like last words. I I guess so. Uh, but yeah, so apparently the, uh, it was a team of Fedra soldiers. They went to go clear a nest, but they were way more than they, they thought. They tried to blow them up, but the detonators were faulty. So we know that there's infected in this hotel. And you're like close to the top of it. Mm-hmm. And this hotel is like collapsed in certain parts. It is a shit show. It was but a cool you, level, though. It was cool. Like, once again, her levels are better. So yeah. um, you do find a door. Like, you you can't go any further down the steps because it's collapsed. You do find a door to go through, but there are a bunch of spores. So she's like, you know, Abby's like, okay, put your mask on. And he's like, I don't have one. And so now you got to go find a mask for Lev. Uh, so while you're in here, you know, you, you, try, you find a couple of masks, but they're broken. Uh, so you got to find a good one. But you hear stalkers in here. Like, you know, if you walk past the door, the door's locked, you know, and you can't get in. Uh, but there's definitely stalkers in there. So, you know, I know at some point the stalkers are going to come out. Mm-hmm. When you find a mask, you, uh, you know, I, I turned around and I waited for a second to see if something was going to pop out <laughs> at me. But as you're walking closer to one of the doors, of course, a stalker like jumps across. And then uh, at least you don't get like ambushed. You know, you you fight the stalkers like you normally would, but I just went. I I, I was too frustrated at this point. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go loud. I just started fighting them uh, <laughs> head on. I, I'm not gonna stealth this, but uh, yeah, you do get to this part, and once you get back out, you're able to get love the mask, and now you have to descend the hotel. And like I said, the hotel was like partially collapsed in so many places, so it's not about finding steps. It's just about finding any way to get down. Yep, and you there's know. tons of stuff you could miss that, like, you could jump across, and like, there's all kinds of supplies every, like, everywhere. But you could just completely skip it because you just can't see it. And it was real interesting because it's it's really like a jigsaw puzzle. It was probably one of the most intricate levels in the entire game. Probably, yeah. And this is where you you come across uh, stalkers that are stuck in walls. And you get, and they, like, you know, they'll pop out and attack you. And I don't know. I wish they did a better job hiding the ones that were going to attack you so you didn't know. Because if their pants had color, you knew they were going to pop out. If their <laughs> yeah. pants didn't have color, they weren't going to pop out. So I kind of wish they, yeah, I, 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 I kind of wish it was just a bit more surprising, uh, you know, but. Uh, or less predictable, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically, you have to fight your way down. At some point, you pick up a flamethrower, which I'm like, okay, this is probably going to come in handy. And I really didn't have trouble. Actually, I didn't have trouble at all. But they do kind of have like a grand finale area where you know the last floor, right before you get out, has a bunch of clickers. Some are moving around, some aren't. Uh, I think it has a shambler or two, and it has a. Uh, a bloater as well. So I know me, I just snuck past all of them and it did that thing where you go to open the door, makes noise and they chase you or they come and get you and they, you know, you get out right before they get you. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Bob, you killed everybody. Didn't I you? did. I did. I killed. <laughs> no one was left standing. I'm doing my due diligence to rid the world of infected. I ah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. we got to share the world now. I'm just trying to live, <laughs> you know, uh, but you do get outside and you end up seeing the hospital. So, um, Abby and Lev are about to split up for good reason. Abby tells Lev that, you know, she, you know, he needs to stay behind so that she can sneak in better without him. Like she doesn't have to sneak in. She can just go through the front door because she's WLF. However, if they see Lev, they're going to try to kill Lev. Uh, but she does ask Lev if, he regrets shaving his head and he says no they shouldn't have regrets but he does wish he just ran away so that yara wouldn't have gotten involved he said yara would have been home taking care of their mom uh you know if if they would have just ran away even though i think if he would have just ran away yara would have came after him to be perfectly honest with you i think yeah, that's what probably. would have happened 
She seems so. pretty. She seems pretty loyal to him, and she's gonna do whatever she can. Right, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so Abby and Lev split up. Uh, Abby goes to the gate. She actually swims to the gate, and the W elf recognizes her. Let her in the gate. She tells them that she needs medical supplies, and she's doing it for Isaac. And they're like, "Oh, well, we're moving everything to Isaac." And she's like, "Oh, and this is for something top secret, you know, something away from the <laughs> FOB." FOB. And they're like, "Okay, well, you can look around and ask people." So she starts looking for supplies, and she can't really find what she's looking for. She's over here, two people talking about Owen and Danny, and then she confronts them. She's like, "You guys aren't spreading rumors, aren't you?" You know. So she she just intimidates them a little bit, which I think is funny because I think at, both of them are taller than her. But she's got those mega guns, and they're yeah, just dude. like, dude, I'm not trying to be punched in the face by Abby. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can tell you for sure, I would not be stepping to Abby unless absolutely necessary if we were on the same team. Right, exactly. So, not to mention, like, Abby is kind of revered among the groups. I, I mean, they don't go too, too much into her history, I guess, with the WLF, but I imagine she's done some pretty amazing stuff. Like, you know, somebody even mentioned... I think in day one that, oh, finally somebody got to save you for a chance. So she, a lot of people probably owe her their life, mm-hmm. you know, inside the uh, WLF. You do see Bear again. And I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that if you killed Bear as Ellie in a different part of the game, you would not see Bear here. That's what I heard. I don't uh, know that I saw Bear. Yeah, there was Bear, like Bear was there and you get to, you know, pet him. It's like, hey, Bear. You know, the, the handler doesn't say anything to you, but um, you do get to pet him. But when you go into the actual hospital, you actually see the girl that Ellie kills later on, the one that was like playing Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk to her for like a second, but then the soldiers that you talk to when you first walked in, they confront you and say, you know, they say, hey, we just talked to Isaac and they know that you have been AWOL, you know, since the previous day. So they arrest you. And they're going to send you back to the FOB. So the, you're handcuffed in the elevator and Nora shows up and she lets you go. And Abby tells Nora that she needs medical supplies. And she's like, for what? You know, and she's like uh, that Owen had his uh, arm, ba- a forearm bash and has compartment syndrome. So she lies to Nora to tell her and tells that it's, uh, it's Owen mm-hmm. and that Mel's going to do the surgery. So Nora's like, look, the only place that might have those supplies is the lower levels. And the problem with the lower levels is that the lower levels are ground zero for the infection in Seattle. So that's why it's probably the last place they're going to go look uh, for the actual, uh, you know, for the actual stuff. If they were going to go look there at all, they might have said, no, fuck this noise. Like, we're not going to go. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to go uh, down there. That's a let sleeping dogs lie situation. <laughs> exactly but you need these medical supplies so you're gonna go uh turns out isaac actually interrogated all of abby's friends when abby went awol and apparently he was like extra rough on mel i think that comes out a little bit later specifically in day three when abby and mel have a conversation but we'll we'll get to that so um nora recommends that you check for ambulances because they might still have supplies because most of the supplies are probably used up and she leads you to the trauma center, and it's pretty bad. Like, first of all, you have to go through multiple layers just to get in there because they were trying to keep, you know, the infection inside. And there's, like, spores and overgrown bodies, you know, stuff like that. You find a couple medical kits, but most are empty. Uh, you attempt to open the bay doors to get out to where the ambulances are, but there's no power. And uh, you actually go to open one door, and you hear a strange noise. I'm like, oh, shit, there's something in there. Going to have to fight that later. <laughs> you know and it's a um, scary noise and she even says i don't want to see what's in there but all the well, locked it, doors have like clickers and stuff in them you could hear them all behind the the doors i mean there's tons of infected yeah you, you don't even have to just like hear them if you hit the listen button you can see that they're definitely in there so you know, like they don't just put that stuff in the game for no reason you know that something's gonna go that something's going on right this is what you, we you, call you know. foreshadowing exactly it's just a matter of when you know what's gonna happen i think there's only one enemy in this entire area before you get those doors open uh but yeah uh, one thing about the strange noise though she just kind of like oh that's a strange noise and she walks away from it I'm like you live in a in a, in a place like a, a post-apocalyptic world with the zombies and infected 
You're just going to brush that noise off? Fuck out of here. I didn't brush it off. I was like, what the (laughs) hell is that? Yeah, because it's a very different noise than you've ever heard. So you do get to you do get a little bit of uh, insight into what it was like during uh, not during the infection, but I guess during the outbreak here, because you get notes from the medical staff and they were talking about how they have to lie to the patients because the patients come in, they got scratches and, you know, you're telling them that it's going to be okay when you know it's not Uh, the Soldiers would not let the, let the medical staff leave, and they think it's because they knew that, you know, whoever got was infected was going to die, but they just needed the data. So they wouldn't let the medical staff actually leave the area. But you make your way through. You eventually find power, which I think is funny because remember when you were playing as Ellie and you go into the basement and the WLF come down there and they're like, why is the power on? it's like okay well this is why the the power is on so you do find the power and those doors that were all locked because they didn't have power well now they are unlocked so you have to clear some infected out while uh, while you're on your way back and then you get to that area where the door was closed and you heard that noise and now it's open and it's just a huge like blood trail leading from that door and if you go in there it's like a huge mesh of like just basically like infected shit, including bodies. Like it's just a huge yeah. mesh of it in that room. It was disgusting. It was just like, I don't know. And the hole was like a circular hole. Like it, it was just like, I thought, yeah, I thought that you had to go through it at first. That's what I thought that you had to go through it. And I was like too. sitting there trying to hit the button. I was like, okay, I guess not. So I followed the blood trail and the door to the ambulance bay is open. It's like broken open now. I'm like, okay, well, the thing's in here. And I reloaded all my weapons. I found all the animal I could and I went through the door. But you get through there and there's really nothing there. You do find an ambulance and you get to the ambulance and you find a full medical kit. But as soon as you find the full medical kit, you know, you hear the noise again, and then you f- turn your flashlight, and it's like right there. And it's basically th- this mega infected that's clumped up. It's like a bunch of infected clumped up in one body together, essentially. So you got a bunch of arms and, uh, you know, a bunch of heads and a main head, and it's it's massive, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, at first you run from it, right? There's like a chase scene, but eventually you get trapped in a room with it, and you got to fight it. And it's strong. It, if you get caught by it, it will kill you. Like just touch. Like if you if you come into contact with it, it will kill you. It'll tear your head off, just like a um a, a bloater would. It can throw spores. One of the bodies detaches itself from it, and now you have two things to fight. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And dude. the thing that I didn't the thing I didn't like about this is that fire just didn't feel like it. It did anything to it. I'm shooting it with the fire, and it's not catching fire. Right, it feels like the fire, like it catches a little bit of fire, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't get engulfed in flames. So it feels like the fire effect isn't really there, like it should be. It's almost like it was immune from fire, but it, should, it doesn't make sense. I understand having way more health, you know, to the point mm-hmm. that ha- being on fire doesn't kill it, but it still, it still should have set on fire, and it should have had the tick damage that it normally does. I died so much here. I mean, I was like. <laughs> Am I supposed to just run? Like, no, I don't think so. Like, I think I have to fight it. I'm just like, what is going on? And, you know, you have to start at the start of the fight each time until it does its split thing. And then you'll get to start at the split spot once it does that. But, I mean, it was was scary. I mean, this thing was like a – it was like the blob, you know, but like infected blob. And it just had all these different appendages and it moved pretty fast. And I mean, I used a ton of resources to kill this sucker. Right. Yeah. It It's a bullet sponge. Like you basically just got to shoot it until it dies. It can break through walls, too. So if you if you go into an area and you're kind of expecting it to come through the door that you're going through, it might just break through another wall and meet you you know, where you don't expect it. So uh, it is a bullet sponge. You just shoot it until it dies. It eventually does. However, the sec, like the, the thing that broke off from it runs away. And now you got to kind of got to track that thing down. And essentially it fights like a stalker, except it's heavily armored. So shotguns out, <laughs> you know, like it's just heavily, it's like a heavily armored stalker, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I, I used 
I don't even know what I used to actually kill that finally. Because I was out of shotgun bullets by the time the big chunk was dead. I found I found some shotgun ammo right before I left. So I just used that and I ended up killing it. But yeah, I mean, eventually you make your way out. Uh, Lev meets you and you're like, I, told, I thought I told you to stay put. And he's like, no, like the WLF are all over the place. So she couldn't. But however, Lev had a boat ready for you and you ride back to the aquarium. This is where I had the problem, right? We took the sky bridge because they said it was going to take too long to get to the, uh, to the, to the hospital. But we basically just took a boat all the way back. Right. So she couldn't find another. She's at a marina. <laughs> she is at an aquarium, and there's a marina there. You can't find a boat to yeah, take to get to the hospital. Yeah, I don't. You know, I mean, they're using a little like fishing, uh, fishing boat with a motor on the back. You know, a little. They're using the ones that the WLF used to get around the city because yeah. that's the one that Ellie took from the mall. So like, that's like one of the, like the, similar to the one that the, the Ellie took from the mall. But either way. You do get back to, you know, after a little boat ride, uh, you do get back to the aquarium. Uh, Mel's performing surgery. Alice comes out and is actually nice to Lev. So Lev was afraid of dogs, but he does pet Alice here. So that's cool. And uh, Owen Alice comes out. so cute. And she yeah. plays fetch. And she's just, just like a real dog, never wants to stop. And you have to choose when to stop playing fetch. And you feel bad. Not at this part. Not at this part. Really? No. <laughs> this is a cutscene. Oh, okay. That happens later then when they're looking for Lev. Maybe. Uh, I don't actually, I don't know. I have to go back and look at that. But either way, Owen comes out and uh, tells Lev he can go see see her. And uh, the surgery was successful. So Abby and Owen talk, and Abby's like, dude, they're just kids. You know, what happened to us? And Owen says, maybe we stop looking for the light. That's kind of like a reference to. The uh, the scars. I don't think Owen's gonna become a scar or anything like that. He's just he's just tired of doing the shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the shit for would, the Fireflies, the shit for the WLF. He's just tired of it. Yeah, it would weigh on you after a while doing things that other people tell you to do that feel you know gross to you, you right? Know, like following orders that you don't necessarily always agree with, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, at this point you go to see Yara, she's okay. There's not much said, you know, well, actually nothing said, you know, she just smiles at Abby, Abby smiles at her and it goes black and then Abby has like another dream, but this time it's before the incident where her dad died, but it's the same hallway, but she runs down the hallway, she opens the door and she sees her dad like likely before the surgery. And then that's it. That's the end of Seattle day two. So Bob, what are you, where, where's your head out right now in the game? I've really enjoyed this day. My head is interested in Lev's story, and I'm interested to see how everything links up. And, like, it was neat to see, you know, the power being on, and, like, that was, you know, because of something we did earlier. And, like, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was... It, I mean, it was a really fun day, and like the level design was really good, and everything was. I mean, I'm I'm back to enjoying it at this point, but still feeling really conflicted in how I feel, and you know, it's 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 funny because you know, you just spend this much time doing the levels. It's very different from just watching the story play out without having these hours in between the story to play through the the levels. Yeah, I for me, so from a gameplay perspective, I think I'm enjoying it. like I, like the weapons are better, the level design is better for sure. Mm-hmm. I still don't care about Abby as a character. My interest is more is more in like Lev and Yara in this scenario in general. Like, I don't care that this is a re- a redemption thing for Abby. Don't give a fuck about that. Yep. And well, and Lev but, even says multiple times, like, why are you helping us? And she says, I just have to. And I feel like Abby's conflicted and I feel like damn right. She should be, you know, like, and yeah, I, 
I don't care. I, I don't care about Abby. I, I, like I said, I care. I, I, I'm interested in the scenario, right? But the thing that's kind of pressing on me is that while this is kind of interesting, we know that she has to meet back up with Ellie in day three. And so I still want to push forward to that. At this point, in my opinion, I think I'm thinking if this was DLC, I'd be enjoying it way more. Because at least I would have seen the resolution on the other side already. I'm yeah. more invested in the resolution of that situation than I am in her current situation. Yeah, I'm dying to see what's going to happen at the theater. And I played through this part pretty freaking fast, probably because of that. You know, I just want to see what happens on the other yeah. side. And I'm That's not going to take the shortcut to watch YouTube or something. Right. Well, that's the thing. I can't really enjoy it as much as I probably should have because I want to see what's going to happen to the character that I actually care about, <laughs> you know. But that so, big old infected was nuts, man. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and like Abby even says, no one would even believe this if I told him. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. I, I would say like the... Well, I think the level design and the weapons are better on Abby. I do think Ellie still had better engagements overall, like better enemy engagements, to be to be honest with you. I think she had like better cutscenes and stuff like that. Like the situation like at the TV station where she's running away from the WLF and has to, you know, get into the subway. Like that I think that's a better like scenario overall than what we're seeing with Abby. Yeah, and it's know? hard for me to tell because I played the two different parts of the game so dramatically differently. And I'm glad that I played Abby's part like like Rambo because it really was fun with her kit. I mean, I was whooping ass, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, but yeah, that's the end of Seattle day two. We are going to go into Seattle day three next episode which is you know kind of the finale for this story arc a bit and we're also going to end up meeting up with ellie again i will be perfectly honest with you guys i would not expect for us to finish up this series in the next episode like it's just too much is is gonna gonna happen uh honestly we'll probably uh do seattle day three i don't want to i mean if if somebody's following this while they're playing it I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say what happens at the end of Seattle Day 3, so we might mm-hmm. even have to cut that little part off and then go into it with the next part. So uh, just just a little full disclosure there. But we are coming into the home stretch here. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're done for now. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on with Mash Those Buttons and this show, just follow us on Twitter.com slash The Mash Network. Bob, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus. Uh, we also love to have you join our Discord community, which is mash.gg slash Discord. And, uh, you know, we do have some channels dedicated to The Last of Us there. So if you have any comments or questions, you know, if you finish the game, want to give us your thoughts. Go ahead, drop in there. We'd love to hear from you. So get, you know, especially your thoughts on the show. So uh, you know, and I encourage you guys encourage you guys to contact us with your comments and questions. So, like I said, either on the Discord, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, or you can even email us at contact at mash.gg. I'd like to uh, you know, like if if you enjoy the show and you want to share the show with others, that's one of the best ways to help us. You can also rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon or you can uh, join us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support mash those buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month. And you can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. We also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And uh, you can also drop us a Twitch sub if you like, if you want to support that way. Uh, Twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. You can just throw us a follow too if you want to know when we go live. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mashless Buttons. So with that, we are done with Seattle Day 2 with Abby. We'll be going to Seattle Day 3 with Abby. We'll catch you next episode. Bye.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 